Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is The Bourbon Road. And Mike, we're back in Kentucky. We are. We've made it safely back into the country. Yeah. I didn't know with our tans if they were going to let us back in. <laughs> we had to prove it by passport, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely didn't look like my passport when we came back. No? Now I'm starting to look like some kind of lizard. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm peeling and the, all that brown color starting to come off. And, well, I have to say it. I had an amazing time down there. I can't thank you and Vivian enough for inviting Mel and I to go to Mexico with you. Time of my life, my friend. Well, well appreciate that, man. It's uh, We definitely had a relaxing time. Yeah. Um, it's a way to just for us to kind of unwind. We've, we both really needed that, that time off, right? Absolutely. I mean, COVID makes it even more necessary, right? Because you kind of feel a little shut in. You feel a little bit like, you know, you haven't been able to get out and stretch your legs and really enjoy vacation. And, uh, you know, things were a little bit different down there. I mean, they still took care to make sure that, you know, all the people who served you and every place is wearing masks and they got social distancing and everything going up. But being outside all the time like we were, we got to really enjoy just kind of being normal people for a while. And that was nice. Yeah, that just relaxation in the pool or at the beach or whatever you wanted to do. Um, plenty of booze, right? Oh, yeah. Lots of booze. Not enough bourbon, but uh, plenty of booze to make up for that. And it was kind of a – I wrote last week in our blog about getting away from that and taking a break from bourbon for a while. It wasn't designed as that, but it made the bourbon taste that much better when we came back to it. So what was your – non-bourbon drink of choice in the pool in Mexico? I don't know. At this time, I kind of split it up. So usually I do just uh, cranberry and vodka, kind of light and refreshing. And it's got to be Grey Goose almost all the time. Uh, But this time, I did a whole bunch of Bloody Marys and Coors Lights. (laughs) I mean, guys, gals, I'm telling you, when he says a whole bunch, (laughs) he means a whole bunch. Because that trip across the pool to the bar was only about 50 yards and you made that trip i don't know how many times but you came back every time with a with a bloody mary in one hand and two cores stacked on top of each other in your left hand cores lights i'm sorry yeah i mean that's just the way i do it even if i had drank something else i'd probably still have those two cores lights at the end of the day and you know the bartenders by the end of the 10 days know just that's what i'm going to order and they already have it set up well they say keep hydrated right I was keeping hydrated. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt about it. Well, anyway, so we're back home now in Kentucky. We get to enjoy a little bit of nice weather here. It was a little bit nice when we left. Um, I think we have a chilly day coming up tonight, but, you know, the weather's getting good. The seat, everything's turning green. The flowers and the trees are all blooming. Uh, It was nice to get away for a little while. I'm happy to be home, though. How about you? Yeah, I was ready to kind of come back and get back to work and uh, come back. And I know I have 
a plethora of projects I need to get done here at the farm. So I was excited to kind of get those started and stuff I wanted to do. Obviously, we have a garden that we need to get planted. I had some trees that I want to get planted, some trees that didn't make it over the winter. I need to pull those up, probably plant something else. Um, so there's always, you know how it is. Oh, there's yeah. always something to do. You got to kind of pick up where you left off and, and catch up on a few things. But so today we're actually reviewing a couple of bourbons that um, we've been told in the past, not by everybody, but by a few people, they say, you guys kind of, you talk about a lot of high-priced bourbons, but lately it's been just the opposite, hasn't it? Yeah, we just really, we just uh, just reviewed Jim Beam. Yeah. Right? So that's pretty low on the spectrum. And these two are even lower on the spectrum. Really. These are ankle high on the shelf, aren't they? Yeah, I don't even know the ankle high. <laughs> yeah. You might have to ask these to get the – you got that special bourbon in the back room? Not, not the high stuff, but the low stuff. Yeah, so these are bourbons that, you know – our listeners have probably seen on the shelf. Uh, they probably have wondered about them and and more likely have wanted to ask about them, but nobody's really talking about them. I mean, you don't really hear a whole lot about these two bourbons, but they are widely available. Every once in a while you hear about them. And one of the bourbons is almost brand new, too. It's So we're going to drink uh, the bourbon from Trader Joe's. They've got 530 stores nationwide. And then we're going to drink Earl cellar and this is from total wine just released this is going to be their house bourbon this is their store brand it is and they're sourcing this from somebody and we'll talk a little bit more about that later but both of these are actually sourced whiskeys yeah source trader joe's does not have a distillery nor does total wine nope neither one of them but they sell a lot of bourbon though they do so uh both these are uh pretty similar in proof so which one are we going to start out with today mike we're starting out with a trader joe all right, let's do it. So uh, let's get straight to it, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. All right, let's do it. Mmm, sweet caramel, little red fruit. Yeah, it's definitely what you think of as bourbon. I wouldn't be anything shocking in this. You got the oak, the vanilla, the caramel. It does have that, uh, so in addition to a, like a little bit of like a cherry note there, it's also got a little bit of uh, raisin to it too. So it's kind of got a duality going on there between the dark and the light fruits in my mind. I get a little bit of rich tobacco on this one. Now this is, uh, this is a nice nose. It's not overly ethanol-y. This is, these, neither one of these are... Um, well-aged bourbons these are not uh, mature bourbons these are bourbons that are just a few years old and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes well if they were well-aged i'd have stocked up on them yeah <laughs> but the nose is great on this yeah That's beautiful bourbon nose on there it's, the alcohol is not a punchy to the nose or anything it's nothing shocking about it, like i said um the color on this bottle is uh, i'd say a light amber it's not as light as Jim Beam is. I mean, if you look up at the shelf and you see a bourbon in a clear bottle and it's got this color to it, you're thinking, okay, that's, that looks good. Yeah. That's a good color. If this was a scotch, I would say that's a dark scotch. Yeah. A little bit of cinnamon, Mike. Um, and I'm getting that oak and that, you said tobacco, a little bit of leather there. So it's got some of those, it's got some of those nice barrel aged notes to it. Yeah, like I said, all those characters that you're looking for in a bourbon, it's going to be in this right here. Now, let's go ahead and taste it first. Okay. 
kind of nutty. It is a little nutty. I'm getting a little bit of bitterness off of it though. And it's, um, it's got kind of a sort of a bitter oak note to it. Sweet when it first hits the tongue. That nuttiness comes through. A little bit of cherry juice on this. I get that bitterness on that back end a little bit, kind of drying like a dry red wine. Yeah, but this is a little sweet up front, a little dry in the back. Kind of a, again, a duality going on there. It's like a dry spice almost. Yeah. Kind of not much on the mid palate, is it? No, and it's it's still sitting there with me though. It's a it's got a I'd say a medium finish on it for the for this this which is pretty nice. Now, people, this is fourteen ninety nine at Trader Joe's for a ninety proof bourbon. So, a fifteen dollar bottle. This is what you call entry level price. That's pretty much entry level. You get from that nine ninety nine to that. You get somewhere below nine ninety nine. I don't know. I haven't seen anything like that. So, as it sits, as it as I sit and ponder the finish on this, the bitterness kind of dissipates, and it that that oak. Um finish that dry oak finish just sort of sits on the back of the palate a little bit of hug not too much but uh it it's it's getting nicer i'm wondering if we didn't let this sit in a glass a little bit because we we literally opened the bottle and poured it right yeah wonder if we didn't let this sit in the glass a little bit if that wouldn't um develop a little bit more oh i'd almost i'd almost think it would very very tasty i mean you were looking at both the bottles and researching a little bit now both of the bottles have kentucky straight bourbon on them right exactly which means what a kentucky straight bourbon is any bourbon that has spent a minimum of two years in a new oak barrel new charred oak barrel so uh first of all it has to be bourbon right that's the first qualification which means it has to be made in the united states and it has to have at least 51 percent corn in it uh, and it, and then it has to be placed into a new charred oak container. Most most times that's just a barrel. Yep. That makes it a bourbon. And then the next hurdle they have to overcome is the straight bourbon, which is two years old. Two years in that barrel, you can call it a straight bourbon. No, but if it's four years old, they don't have to put that. Right. Age so on there. any bourbon that reaches that age of four years in the barrel. Um, you don't have to age state it any longer. So anything less than four years, they're going to have to say somewhere on the bottle how many months or years or whatever of age it has. So we could assume this right here, because it doesn't have an age statement on the bottle at all. We could assume that this right here is over four years old. One of two things. It's either over four years old or they're breaking the rules. And we do know that Sazerac is... Uh, Distilling this. It seems like the general consensus that, uh, now what's the name of the distilling company? I don't know if you can read that, Mike. It's got a small lettering there. It's the Bourbon Square Distilling Company out of Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. So I guess the general, I, the general consensus is that Bourbon Square Distilling Company is owned by Buffalo Trace, Sazerac, Barton, maybe. Uh, and the, that the juice comes. Uh, from the Barton Distillery in Bardstown. What's that nuttiness that I always get from Barton? Yeah, Barton's uh, typically, I, I haven't really had any of, I guess, I guess I have had some younger Bartons. Um, 
I normally get more of a, a, a rye spice, a, more of a, a, a bite to it. I would say this one probably has that. It's got a little bit of a rye spice bite to it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that it's from 1792. Well, they, they do have a little bitty distillery there that could make a lot of juice. So, uh, I mean, would it be? I'll, I'll tell you what, Jim. I didn't finish my glass off. I'm going to have another little pour here of this. You know, Mike, I'm starting to pick up a little bit of, of some buttery notes on it. It is developing in the glass. That bitterness is kind of gone for me now. It's not, And, you know, we've we've talked about this hundreds of times on the show, how your first bourbon of the day can present itself as a little bit of, you know, a little bitter. That may have something to do with it because this was my first bourbon of the day. But um, as it settles in, the the tail end of this seems to be a little more pleasing for me. The finish seems to be a little bit nicer. I mean, it's not long, but it's medium. And the hug, not overly, you know, boa constrictor anaconda hug, but it's kind of uh, it's kind of nice though. You know, when we we mean you talked about doing this episode and having something from a big box store, which Trader Joe's is not a big box store, but it really is. They got 530 locations. And we talked about Sam's Club and Costco, but what we found out is you can't get Members Mark, which is Sam's Club, or the Kirkland brand, which is Costco, here in Kentucky. And the reason you can't is? I guess they got some kind of agreement with Kentucky saying they can't sell their bourbon here. Some limitation that they can't do it. Yeah, I was really surprised because if you go to, let's take Costco, for example. If you go to Costco, they've got their Tennessee whiskey there. They've got their scotches and their um, their vodkas and gins and all the different things that they contra- have contract distilled for them. Uh, but no bourbon. So something's going on there. Well, I've had their bourbon from both the places before uh, in Missouri. And both are really decent. I mean, really, really good. But... Just couldn't even buy it here. Um, and not, that's not a bad thing because, you know, Costco is not everywhere and neither is Sam's Club. But we do know that Total Wines has 230 stores and that Trader Joe's has 530 stores. So it's pretty darn sure that both bourbons we're drinking on the show today are within reach of you. They may not be right next door, but they might be in your state. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Mike, um, you know, this one here. I think I would have to say for $15, I would not be opposed to having this on my bar. Is it a sipper? Could be. Could be uh, a sipper. If you're running low and you got to sip on something, I I might just put this in my glass. Yeah, not bad at all, right? I mean, I thought it was rather tasty um, for the price. You know, a lot of people, I've heard people say, hey, don't knock that Trader Joe's bourbon. Um, if it's coming from Barton, good on them. Uh, the only thing I would knock about this is the little sticker for the label. It's it's some of the stuff on there is hard to read, and then the bottle is kind of a uh, cheap bottle, right? Yeah, it's ugly. It's just ugly to see it. It has the general shape of like a stag stag junior bottle, but it's not the stag junior bottle, not at all. And it's a screw top. Yeah, which hey, you know, there's well, there's screw top. Well, uh. It was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, not a great presentation, but, you know, they're just trying to move some juice here. They're not they're not trying to overly impress you with a, something to show off at your bar. 
Yeah. I mean, I still, I might pour this into a canner to make it look beautiful. I think this might stand up decent in a cocktail. I think it might, because it's got enough spiciness on it that I think it might do well in like a, an old-fashioned. This might make a great old-fashioned. Well, I have no doubt that this is going to get drank some way, somehow. Maybe down by the creek, we'll make some old-fashions with it, drink it. I'm sure this will get drank, though. So this is Trader Joe's Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey. It's a straight bourbon. Yep. It's 90 proof, probably Barton juice, uh, probably produced under the Sazerac umbrella. Um, I, we don't know that for sure, but that seems to be the general consensus. The quality is there. The price is great. Um, it's an entry-level sipper, I should say. Yeah, that's, I'd call it all that right there. It, good reason to go into Trader Joe's here in Kentucky. You have to go into a separate part of the store. Um, it's really a separate entity to go in there and stuff. But some great prices. You might even be able to pick up some other stuff in there. Now, you were telling me that they also have a weeded bourbon. Yeah, so it's called Kentucky Best. Kentucky's Best bourbon whiskey and it's a weeded bourbon i'm I'm sick that i couldn't find it but i'm gonna go hunting for it yeah go hunt for it because um from what i've heard and i haven't had it myself from what i've heard it's it's pretty tasty and you're saying that might be from heaven hill yeah that one is supposed to be attributed to heaven hill uh distilled by heaven hill bottled by luxco wow yeah there's a mixture there, but that might would stop, I would assume, because of the new buyout by uh, MGP. Yeah, it could be. Well, on the second half, listeners, we're going to try this Total Wine bourbon that has just been released. We're going to check it out, see how it tastes. It looks just as dark as the uh, Trader Joe's, though. All right. Well, you know, you can't drink whiskey without glassware. And Mike and I are extremely pleased to have a sponsor like Premium Bar Products. Premium Bar Products offers direct-to-consumer the finest whiskey glasses, cocktail glasses, and bar tools with your own personal engraving. I mean, you can write anything you want on these glasses. Anything from a company logo to a personal statement and there are no minimum orders. Their direct consumer platform offers you the opportunity to purchase small quantities of your favorite glass shapes that enhance the pleasure of enjoyment and drinking a whiskey and make it all very positive. They offer the absolute finest trending and handmade glasses as well as a comprehensive range of styles and all of their items have been designed with purpose, practicality and longevity in mind. So if you're a bourbon or whiskey group and you need custom logos, you need to reach out to Premium Bar Products. If you're an individual, you just want a few for your bar to impress your friends, to give out as gifts, you need to call Premium Bar Products. They need to be your one and only source for custom glassware. I can tell you right now, the Bourbon Road, that's who we use. Janie and Carson and the team there at Premium Bar Products will take care of you. They'll treat you like family, and they'll take care of you with every order. All right, well, we are back, and we are drinking our um, our second expression today of entry-level bourbon, available at a box store. Total wine. This one's total wine. Let me tell you, folks, listeners, 
Mike and I are taking a bullet for you today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, somebody's got to do it. Somebody needs to review these daggone things. So what's what's the proof on this one, Jim? This is an 80 proof straight bourbon whiskey. It's called Earl Settler. Yeah, he actually, when I went into Total Wine Day and I asked about it, they pointed me at another one, and then they pointed me at this one. I said, hey, what's your house bourbon do? You guys have one yet? And he's like, yep, we just got this one. Uh, we do know it's in other states in other Total Wines besides ours, so it's out there, $9.99. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. This is this is probably, I don't know, we've had some other big box bourbons like uh, – Flatboat from yeah. Liquor Barn. That's yep. their exclusive brand, and um, that's yeah, that's right there. Well, I don't want to say anything negative about it. It's the bottom shelf has a negative connotation to it, kind of naturally, right? People think our oh, bottom shelf, yeah, can't be that great. Uh, we just proved by the first half of the show that you can get a decent whiskey down there. Well, that's Trader Joe, though. Trader Joe, everybody knows Trader Joe. You can go in there and get some good stuff. Yeah. I buy food in there. So this bottle, it's got a black label. It looks like uh, an Ezra, an old Ezra bottle or a a Jack Daniels bottle or one of those square bottles with a bulb. What do you call that on the neck there? I call it a bulb. Bulb neck. Yeah. So it pours easy, pours quick from the well. Uh, That one leaked easy because when I took it out of the bag coming home, it it blew the seal on it or something. Actually, a nice-looking label on this bottle. It's got kind of a black label with early lettering, kind of a gold foil look to it. Yeah. Got a big fleur-de-lis on the front um, to represent Louisville, Louisville, I guess. Yeah. It's also got that uh, – it's got the name. The name, you know, when I think of that, some dude, Earl Settler, did he come here plowing in Kentucky? Yeah, so Earl, Earl was a settler here in Kentucky, and he came here back in – Let's make this up as we go. Came back here in 1792, settled in uh, Shelby County. In Shelby County, right uh, here. Yeah, and uh, he grew corn. Well, they grow some corn and up made in whiskey. North Shelby County. And uh, But he never sold any. He drank it all himself. He just drank it all himself. <laughs> so there's a story of Earl Settler. Um, okay, so let's get straight to this, Mike. Let's talk a little bit about it. We each have it in our glass now. It's a little bit lighter in color. Than the um, Trader Joe's bourbon, but this one is—it's uh, only eighty proof. It's not ninety proof like the Trader Joe's, so it's a little bit lighter. So we're actually going down in proof. We don't normally do that. Yeah, I misread the label. I guess <laughs> that's all right. Um, both of them are relatively low proof, ninety, eighty. I don't think it's a big deal. Well, let's nose this thing, boy. On the nose, I'm getting—I'm uh, getting corn. Yeah, Sweet I was going to say uh, I'm getting. Kettle corn, a lot of caramel in there, a lot of sweetness. A lot yeah, of definitely food. a lot of sweet. Almost can almost almost uh, cotton candy sweetness. Yeah, a little light fruit on there too. Yeah, actually, it's not a bad nose. It, it, little corny, a little bit younger. So, so this one is a straight whiskey. So we know it's at least two years old. So when you look at the label and you see it, and you say, "Well, where's the age statement at?" You Flip it around the back, and the small print at the very bottom of the back, it says a minimum of 24 months. So that could have some older barrels in there, but probably not many. Probably not. It could be blended for this profile. It could have some older stuff in it. But the youngest barrels are going to be at least 24 months old. So they're keeping to the rules here. They're doing what's – they can label it 
a straight whiskey because it's at least two years in the, in the barrel. Uh, and it must be less than four, the youngest barrel, because they have to put the, the age statement on the label. And they do. So they're following the rules. Good job, Total Wine. Well, I mean, they got to have a house bourbon, I think, something to compete with everybody else to sell. Let's, uh, let's taste this. All thing. right. Let's Cheers. taste it. Same here. A little corn, a little sweet. Washes over the palate, kind of a little watery. Super light. Yeah. Uh, it is, like you said, sweet corn to it. I don't know. It's, uh, there's a word I was looking for there. It just, it is just kind of watery. Yeah. So there's no young bourbon offending notes to it. I mean, it, you can tell by the corn sweetness that it's a younger bourbon, but it doesn't offend you. It doesn't have any off notes. It was distilled by somebody that knew what they were doing. It's almost like drinking flat Coke. It just lays flat. Yeah. yeah, nothing nothing wrong with it, but at the same time, nothing exceptional about it either. Nothing great about it. Just a very basic kind of one-note, two-note kind of bourbon. No spice, no Kentucky hug to this. It's a, it's a little let down, but, I mean, if you got to have it, you got to have it. 80 proof. Um, I mean, if you're making bourbon slushies. Why not? Yeah. I don't mean, it won't offend anybody. It won't have any off notes to get in the way of your slushy. I think it's a, I think it's a great mixing bourbon. Sitting here sipping on it, like I said, nothing that offends me. I might even buy this is because the handle of it is, uh, I think, like 15 bucks. I'd buy it and use it for cooking whiskey maybe. Yeah. Um, or like you said, mixing. Um, you know, I like them bourbon mimosas in the morning. Put it in that. It's not overpowering. You don't have to worry about the complex taste. I just, there's no spice. There's no bite there. There's, it's very flat. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're introducing somebody new to bourbon, who's never had real whiskey before, this would be a gentle introduction, I think, because there's nothing here that's going to chase somebody out of the room. It's not hot. It's not overly ethanol-y. It doesn't have a, a spike or a burn to it. It doesn't have an off flavor. It doesn't have a medicinal note. It's just kind of meh. Is that what? Is that what? Uh, now, we do know who's making this, though. We know where it's being made at. It's made in artisan by artisan distillery over in Crestwood. Yeah, so what I, what I said earlier was is that this has been, this has been distilled by a craftsman. There's nothing here. No notes to this that make you go, oh, this this kind of went bad or something wrong or anything. There's nothing wrong with this. It just doesn't have anything to impress you. There's just a uh, almost brand new. <laughs> what is it, Mike? Oh man, I'd like to see where it is in like two more years or something. Um, and I'd like to see it obviously at a higher proof than eighty proof. But then it wouldn't be a nine dollar bottle on the bottom shelf. Probably not. And that, you know, there's there's a need for that out there. People are buying it all day long. There's stuff down there. They reach down ankle level to get something off that bottom shelf. Well, you know, I was talking this week to somebody about when we did a review of Jim Beam, right? And Jim Beam's 80 proof. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
and it's still relatively cheap. You could buy Jim Beam at Total or Total Wine, or you can buy it at um, Trader Joe's. I saw for like fourteen bucks, right? So fourteen dollars, but people pay twice to three times that for Basil Hayden, which is eighty proof, right? And and honestly, the Jim Beam, and we talked about that on on the show, um, is a widely acceptable bourbon. I mean, it's 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 got um, it's got full bodied taste to it. It's got a lot of notes. You can start picking it apart. You can talk about, you know, it's well aged. Um, there's a lot of good things about just Jim Beam White label. Label now it gets a lot of flack because of you know bottom shelf bourbons tend to get a lot of flack, mm-hmm. but of the bottom shelf bourbons, it it shines. I think. I thought it was all right. It it was nice because we hadn't drank bourbon in a while, and we got to taste that. Now, uh, against the other two, against Weller 107 and an Eagle Rare, it didn't even didn't even touch them. Right. I mean, I think when you get to $15 and below, when you get in that price range, $15 and below, a $1 difference in price can indicate a huge difference in quality and flavor. Because you're, it's, you know, one dollar out of fifteen, you know, that's a lot. One dollar out of ten, that's ten percent. Well, look at the price on this. You know, five dollars compared, you know, five dollar difference in the difference in these two bourbons we just drank. Huge. And Trader Joe, I got to give it to you. You did very fine, very respectable. Out of these two, this they would have won out every time. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Um. I, I'm trying to think about what my recommendation is on this. I would just say pass. <laughs> yeah, pretty much pass. I think the only reason to buy this bottle is if you're 21 years old in college and making uh, making slushies, bourbon slushies or something. I guess if you're going to buy it for something like that. But if I was going to do that, I'd probably just reach down for some old crow or something um, and a bottle of that. Or some ancient age, or yeah. Now you get a bottle of ancient age eighty proof, and it's just, it's just, it's just good. Benchmark. I could just go down a line yeah. of bourbons that you could still buy at a good price and uh, blow this out of the water. Well, it's got its place. I think people will reach for it. They will buy it. Anything that's priced under ten dollars is going to get run through the scanner on the on the checkout. Now they do have a bottle and bond uh, version of this. But they were sold out. So maybe that's the difference there is the bottle and bond because you're obviously at four years old at that point. Um, Hundred proof. Yeah. I would be very interested to taste that. And I might go buy, go buy a bottle. Now, you know what I say? Shame on me if it, it bites me though, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'd be interested in doing that review with you. I think, uh, like I said, this was skillfully distilled. There's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing that scares me away from it. Other than the fact that it's underwhelming, it has really nothing there to. I would not be inclined to pour a second pour a second class of this, it, particularly not in a Glencairn. Uh, that's what we're drinking out as Glencairns today. So, um, yeah, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's just uh, that that bottom shelfer that most people have disdain for. Um, it would be a pass for me. We we bought it because we wanted to check it out, tell our listeners, hey, we do go to the bottom shelf sometimes. And and we do we do want it we did want to try some store brands, you know, some source store brand whiskeys, uh, and see, you know, how they fare. 
So, hey, roadies. Hey, listeners. Uh, yeah, give them a shot. This one, eh, maybe not. But we still, we're going to mix this bottle. Don't. It's not going to go to waste or I'll cook with it. There's no such thing as a drain pour in this house. No. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure out something to do with it. Um, it'll, we drink it by now by the campfire, make hot toddies for all I care with it. You still got that oak bottle? Yeah. Somewhere I'd put it away because I cracked that thing. But it does it leak. I know I sealed it up with some beeswax. Oh, you don't (laughs) think that beeswax will affect the flavor of the whiskey? I don't know. I just was like, hey, I could probably seal this thing. I think Oak Bottle should send us another one. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, Mike. Well, it's been a great show. I really enjoyed going through a couple of these uh, big box store whiskeys and trying them out. I think maybe we'll keep our eyes open and and try to have that bottle and bond on from Trader Joe's. Yeah, I think the weeder would be from Trader Joe's if we can find that. The weeder from Trader Joe's and the bottle and bond from Earl Settler. From Total Wine, yeah. We could, we'll try to find those, get them on a show um, and drink them and, uh, you know, prove our worth that we do drink from the bottom of the shelf all the way to the top. Now, next week for our review, we'll be reviewing a new product from Barton, 1792. I'm excited to try it. We're going to step it up a notch, listeners, um, back into that. One notch? What a couple of notches, Jim. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to knee high. We're going to eh, about chest level. Chest high. level. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're not. I did. Uh, we did have a friend ask us uh, about the price of two Pappy bottles. Um, and Vivian asked me if I wanted to buy one of them. And I was like, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm all good in life. Great whiskey. Wonderful whiskey. Delicious whiskey. Overpriced. I'm not paying twelve hundred ninety nine dollars for it. As soon as uh, as soon as one of our friends that own a liquor store gives us a call and say we saved one for you, we'll run down and get it. Yeah, that that might be all right. I might run down there and buy it at, at MSRP, but um, twelve twelve hundred fourteen hundred dollars for one at a ten or twelve year, I can't afford that. Um, nor I think should anybody want to buy it. At that. But you know, if you're out there and you're kind of chasing the unicorns and and you feel like it's your deal and what you need to do and you know it's all relative mike to the size of your wallet right i guess my my wallet's not that fat so yeah well i can't blame somebody that's making seven figures if they want to buy a pappy so whatever i'm going to buy a new steel weed eater <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm gonna spend my wallet money on that's my i think that's vivian's actually buying that for me hopefully that'll be nice that'll be nice all right well mike great show where can people find us on social media so you guys can find us on tiktok twitter instagram youtube and facebook pretty easy we also have a private facebook group called the bourbon roadies jim what do you got to do to be part of that so you know go to our facebook page the bourbon road and on that page, you'll see a link for our private group called the Bourbon Roadies. Click on that to join, and you'll get presented with three questions. Pretty simple stuff. You know, are you 21? Do you like bourbon? And do you agree, once accepted, to play nice with everybody and not not come down on people about what they're drinking, right? Just accept everybody for what they like. Yeah, just uh, put your birthdays in there, your anniversaries, your celebrations in life, your achievements in life. 
new babies, new grandbabies, retirement, whatever you want to put in there. We like to see that stuff. What bottle did you buy or was gifted to you for that occasion? A lot of people buy bourbon for each other for those kind of occasions. We like to see that. Yeah. I mean, if you're tired of the haters, you're tired of being in another bourbon group somewhere. And we, we like a lot of, we're in, Mike, you're in a lot of bourbon groups. I, I, I used to be at 54 was the last time I started counting. So there's nothing wrong with all them bourbon groups out there. But every now and then, the people that are in the groups can get a little out of hand and come down on somebody because they're drinking something that, well, maybe not be a unicorn or something else. If you're tired of that and you don't want to deal with that anymore, come to the bourbon roadies. I mean, we drink it all here. And proven it today with this bottom shelf stuff. We drink it all. Yeah, no doubt. So we also have our webpage. You can go to that thebourbonroad.com check out our articles check out our reviews buy some swag from us on there we got a little bit of that uh, hopefully this summer we'll add some more cool stuff maybe some coins some challenge coins for yeah, people challenge coins. a roadie challenge coin so you roadies out there could have your own challenge coin cover up your glass with it and maybe some uh, roadie t-shirts yeah, I think that'll be well accepted. All right. Well, Mike, we do two shows a week. We do the, uh, a short episode every Monday where we review a bottle. Uh, normally, it's a craft distillery. We like to give a, these young craft distilleries kind of a leg up and, and introduce them to our listeners. Uh, but every now and then, we'll review another bottle like, you know, Jim Beam, White <laughs> Label. We did that last last week. Um, but every Wednesday, we do a longer version show like today's show where we kind of do a little bit more of a deep dive into a bottle expression. We have a guest on sometimes uh, a little bit longer format where we like to go into a little bit more detail. Uh, we'd love you to listen to both shows every week. We also like to hear the feedback, right, Mike? Yeah. So we like reviews. We love um, to hear what you got to say about us, but if you really like the show, go up there, hit that subscribe button. So your phone, your radio, whatever you're listening to us on, will say, hey, the Bourbon Rose got a new episode out. And then go hit down and hit that review button. Uh, give us that five star. We love that five star. Just tell us what you love about it and uh, hit it. Very easy. It should take you less than a minute to write. Unless you want to write a novel about us. We like that stuff, too. Um, we really appreciate it. It helps us open doors. It tells people in the industry Hey, these guys are really liked. You know, Mike, we've been saying to our listeners on every show, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. How can we improve? What can we do better? What'd you like about it? Is there something you'd like to hear? Blah, 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 on and on and on. We do hear from people on a regular basis. And uh, we appreciate those people that take time to write us a note. If you want to reach out to Mike or I, you can always do it on the website through the contact us form. Uh, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at jshannon63. And Mike is one big chief. We'd love to hear from you. We will see you down the bourbon road. Thank you.